A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Coming from a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time in the choice. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, Dianos. My name is Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who isn't above sneaking a sip. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you, buddy? I'm terrific. How are you, Hall? I'm good. Working from home on Friday, the the life is good. You are a man of leisure, aren't you? I well, try to be. A man Maybe of... I'll try to be. At least a man of lazy work habits, which we yeah. can all... We, we all appreciate. Uh, so referencing the in- intro, I- I'm assuming that you've seen this because you are a resident of the state of Michigan, but apparently um, at Grand River Academy in Livonia, have you seen the story? The, I have the, not. The kindergarten that brought a ready-to-drink Jose Cuervo margarita bottle um, <laughs> and that multiple students drank from it, uh, apparently oh, he was okay. ha- he he or she was handing out Dixie cups full of the mixed tequila drink. Um, the article is unclear how, why, what became of this, but I figured you of all people should, I'm surprised you're not on top of it, to be honest. So this was the actual booze margarita. This wasn't one of these, I'm putting my blue Gatorade in a Windex bottle situations. I'm imagining that like it was a a water bottle or something in the fridge that the child thought was something else. And that like pre-made, I I don't know. It's never happened to me. You know, uh, there's a difference between a kid being naughty and malicious and a little kid just doing silly things. And, you know, people always dog on, you know, school administrations and stuff. And, oh, we need to pass laws about this or that. But you know what? School administrations largely do a good job of sorting out all these like silly nonsense things. Not everything needs to be a federal case. Now, I don't know how I didn't read this story. I don't know how it was handled, but it seems to me like, especially if those of you who are in education, like I trust them to do a pretty good job with, with managing this stuff. Maybe just have a drink of said ready to drink Jose Cuervo margarita. You know, if a few kindergartners catch a little bit of a buzz before nap time, it's fine. It's going to help them sleep. I'd probably make them really weirdly good at math or something. They're yeah. all going to be love. I love you, man. You're my best friend. Everything will just be a little bit mellow. You know, who doesn't know a kindergartner who needs a little bit of a downer? Kids are <laughs> I wired. I personally don't, but I believe you. You know, if they have a little mellow buzz. No, okay. I'm not promoting underage kindergartner drinking. 
I'd Fair maybe. enough. <laughs> um, and I, I was thinking about you, uh, the, the debacle uh-huh. of the game on Tuesday, it almost kind of looked like everyone out there was drunk. You had that like weird infield drop pop-up. Tyler Alexander goes, what'd he go? I think he just went one, and, and Garrett Cole yeah. didn't make it out of the second. Everyone was on Jose Cuervo that night, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That was the weirdest game. Like That pop-up oopsie doodle happened in the very first inning. And yeah, I get that the Yankees scored a couple late, but it felt like that was the defining moment of the game. And it happened a little bit in, and then we grinded away and then we still lost. It was dumb. Yeah. I think that's what Twitter does for you. I think before Twitter that had been like, Oh, I'm, yeah, it would have been on not top 10 on Friday. And that was the, would be the only time anyone actually cared about that. And, you know, Tucker Barnhart owned up to the mistake, but I mean, it wasn't like an egregious thing. I mean, the wind was blowing. It was a little tricky. Yeah, I get it's a little bit of a bonehead, but it's not like an absolute layup. Yeah. Realistically speaking, there are a million plays that every regular has to make all season long. Like. Yeah. Stuff like this happens. Like that, That's just the, the fact yeah. of the matter. Speaking yeah. of a million plays that you have to make as a baseball-related person, did you see that uh, it, the Garrett Cole thing that was circulating on the internet that he was going to donate 600 MacBooks to a school if he made it two innings that game? It was very obviously just a joke because oh, yeah. people, people hate Garrett Cole for some reason. But it was reported as fact uh, on the radio oh, broadcast no. of the Angels and Astros game. Come on. You got to, in this age of media or parody or lack of media savvy, you got to be checking these things, don't you? You would certainly think so, especially one that seems so ridiculous as that does just at surface level. Yes. How do you feel about Garrett Cole? I feel like all of a sudden everybody hates him and he's so vanilla. Like, I don't understand how people have such strong opinions on him. Okay. The one thing he did or said that, okay, he probably doesn't need to get dogged on too much, but um, there was a delay for the start of one of his games. Like he had to wait an extra three minutes or something like that. And it came off as like some excuse, like, oh yeah, you know, I was way off my routine or whatever. That coupled with the um, suspicion that he was a big spider tacker. I think is has this uh, spirit in the air. The zeitgeist is Garrett Cole is kind of a high maintenance wuss uh, system pitcher who just stumbled into some success. Now, I'm not going to go that far. I think he's really good, but it's easy to pick on him when he's doing when these like little little supposedly little things are throwing you so off your game i mean come on yeah definitely if you want to get more from the two of us on twitter and instagram i am at hosted by jay hall eric is at eric wayne's brain and the show is at podcastianos and you can also find us on facebook although i i haven't really been posting there too much so i mean no you should change it you cannot find us on yeah, you can Facebook. find other weird stuff on Facebook, but but you won't yes, be able you to, to find. If you that. want, if you want great Aunt Gertrude's Gertrude's political memes, go to Facebook. <laughs> Otherwise, well, I'm not there. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. Um, so in much the same fashion uh, as prior years, basically every year that we've been doing this show, it seems like we had another up and down week. Certainly, some good. 
Um, and of course, the aforementioned uh, drop pop-up bad. Um, so slightly below 500, uh, and that'll certainly you know echo this season. But history is beckoning. Miggy is nearing yes. 3,000 hits. I giggled like a school child with that that game where he got the three hits. Everyone he like trickled through the infield. I'm like, <laughs> like a like a giddy child. I'm so it's I don't listen. I don't know Miguel Cabrera. I don't know his cultural background is so different than mine. He wears the same laundry that I like, but he's been so successful in my favorite laundry. And then when he has this like these little things that are uh, adding up. It's like that gives me happiness. Are you cool with them keeping the uh, home run tracker up? Because I kind of dig sure. it. Yeah. I kind yeah, honestly, I, I'm I'm kind of like a countdown. I mean, it's obviously a count up, but I'm kind of a countdown nerd. Like I wouldn't mind having many of those. You know, space. Do you think? Do you think that when he gets three thousand hits, they're going to take both of them down? Ah, maybe. I mean, I think we should probably riot if they do, right? No. I think they no. could take him down. I think that'd be fine. <laughs> Did you, you can see riot. It'd be a one-person riot. I'm sure I could find some weirdo on the internet to riot with me. Oh, for sure. I'm That I am sure. But did you see when he was telling kids to not skip school? If there is anything... It was a great interview. Yeah, go go skip school for that. That That is completely fine. I have no issue with that. What I have an issue with is intentionally walking him in... What was that? The, I'm trying to remember. Is that the eighth inning? Yeah, it had to be. They won the game. Come on. Have some have some pride, Yankees. Um, I, th- you know, a lot of been has been made of this, um, and my friend Jen, I think, put it put it really well. Uh, the Yankees have every right to walk him, and it's not a big stretch strategically to make that call. In fact, I would even say it is probably the right call is it he's not that good anymore uh, i would rather face him i think anyway that's that's neither here well nor that's there. true I, just thought it was I mean funny. if you pitched him with the base base open and you know you he's eager to swing right yeah, so you can be careful you can work around that yeah for sure yeah that's probably the wiser strategic thing um but i don't i don't aggrieve boone too much for doing it but yeah. I also think it's completely good and appropriate to savagely boo. And Oh, abs- absolutely. Oh, yeah, boo. Yes. And Joe Pozinski, I don't know how you say his name, um, he posted a little thread about how nobody looks out for the fans. The fans want to see him bat. And in the broadcast, I think it was Dan, um, Dan mentioned, uh, I think it was Earl Weaver, who used to say, listen, even if there's a st- slight strategic advantage, don't walk your opponents, big guys at home. People, people pay good money to see their guys hit. And for the betterment of the game and the fan experience, for the big, think bigger picture here, let the guy hit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there are, there were probably thousands of people that went to that game to try and see 3,000 that likely won't yeah. be at the next game. And, you know, yeah. That's I like you say, I, I don't know that that's necessarily Boone's responsibility, but it certainly isn't something right. that's out of the realm of something that he could do. Think yeah, about it. I agree. Then also, do you think, uh, you know, the Tigers box office is so sad today? Oh, no, <laughs> I have to sell another 10,000 extra tickets. They will probably hope it goes on a week. That's true. That's probably they probably were the ones in Boone's ear. Like, hey, just, just yeah. put them on. 
Just between you and me. Also, it's dumb that they don't have to throw him four pitches. Wouldn't it have been an amazing uh, callback to the intentional walk pitch that he hit for uh, a base hit? That's one of the most famous things he's known for. Wouldn't have that been so poetic? And they, you know, baseball took that from us. That would have been stunningly awesome. This is definitely an aside, but I, I, I miss the four pitch. Like, weird stuff happens on those four pitches. Anything yes. can happen. The yes. laws of physics are suspended during those four pitches. Please yes. bring it back. Please Absolutely. bring it back. It does not take that much longer. Throw the pitches. Yeah. And it gives the chance, uh, the fans a chance to get a hearty boo in. I already said how cathartic the booing is. I want the the boos to rain down savagely upon the opposing team for four pitches. Give them, give fans a chance. Let them, let them have it. All right. So big question: When does he get it? I mean, it's got to be tonight, I he, right? I think he gets it tonight. Yeah. I am so confident um, that he gets it tonight that I used. If we play MLB, beat the streak. Yep. Where you, I, I, he is my pick for tonight. I'm risking my five game streak on Miggy getting it done tonight. Friday. Here's the, here's the thing. Like with home runs, it needs to be the right pitch. It needs to be connected. Right. And we, we know from two games ago, just put the ball in play. And yeah. that's what he's going to do. And sooner or later you put the ball in play enough and he has every capacity to at least put the ball in play. He's not worried about hitting dares. He just wants to put the ball in play and run to first base. He's going to get it. Yeah, definitely. Also Antonio Sanzatella is on the bump. It's kind of a bum. Like it's destiny. And I'm, I'm sure whoever comes out of the Rockies bullpen after him also likely a bum. So here's an interesting thing. They announced, or they told the Yankees, the they meaning the Tigers organization, uh, uh, told them that if he gets it, there would be a bit of a, I'm quote using air quotes here, ceremony on the field. How do you feel about that? What's a, a, what's an appropriate ceremony? Is it unfair to the opposition? I think it's it's proportionally unfair. Like you're going to throw off both teams by doing that. The the re- or the rhythm of the pitcher is is for sure going to be thrown off. And the timing of whoever is pitching for the Tigers also, like, I mean, obviously I, I lean pitching that is going to be hard to come back from, but like, I don't know, 3000 is a lot of hits. Like there are very few people that have done what he, what he is about to do. Um, I'm not usually one for sentimentality or anything like that, but like, this is like true and proper greatness. I I mean, it should be quick. It should be two, three minutes. Um, maybe get yeah. Dan on the on right. the mic to say something profound and then move on. But I'm I'm good with that. Screw them, especially the Rockies. Who cares about the Rockies? <laughs> Nobody cares about the Rockies. Really? <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah. To me, it's all about how long the thing is. I mean, if this is a 20 minute ordeal and you're bringing out his family and his kids and giving gifts and you know this goes especially on considering and on. that that will bring some multiplicity to it too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that. I'm just just kidding. Immediate obviously. family only, please. No auxiliary auxiliary families. <laughs> um, but if you keep it relatively short, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But right. It was good of the Tigers to give them a heads up. Yeah. Although it would have been so funny to make the Yankees do that. Oh my gosh. Screw screw the Yankees. Do you oh, want to tell people would... what your what your Zoom name is now? Oh yeah, I changed my Zoom name to Yankee Hater sixty nine. So 
Yeah. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go back and be a, a college bro, douche bro, live that lifestyle for a while. Could just make another Twitter burner. Try yeah. to get into that lifestyle. Yankee kind of haters, 69. Yeah. It's good. Like, <laughs> um, like, just like old school. Just like old school, which is obviously based based on reality. Um, is it time that we need to have a talk about candy? I feel like all of the the chatter about candy no. coming into this year was that like he was our our bona fide run producer. You are saying that you are not concerned with his no. lack of production to start with. Okay, go no, on. no, uh, a bit of bad luck. Um, he's right. he's hit the ball hard. I think he's going to be just fine. I do not worry about Candelario. Scope, on the other hand, no, he's kind of a slow starter sometimes too. But I was going to say I'm less he, concerned about Scope primarily because really? you say he's a slow. But he he's such a professional. Yeah. Like he's he's been doing this a lot longer than Candy. He's gotten it done like earlier in his career. He was a little bit more of. I mean, not. I'm not saying he was a specimen, but he was a little bit more of an athletic type of guy. Now he's yeah. just that that pure professional. I mean, professional I bordering, mean, bordering on power hitter. They'll they'll both be fine. I think they've pounded out enough of a baseline where you can feel relatively safe about them. I mean, what was it? Robbie Grossman said this a couple of days ago was the worst weather conditions he's ever played in. Like he was freezing. Yeah. And uh, I I get that. Like the weather needs to warm up a little bit. Um, but no, I don't. The problem with scope is that he swings and swings at a lot of pitches and strikes out a lot. So sure. uh, with Candelario, I mean, he is susceptible to the off-speed stuff. Um, he he needs to look for look for hit, hit fastballs. Um, My only concern with Candelario is that he doesn't seem, and this is, I obviously I don't I don't know Jamer. He seems maybe a little bit more susceptible to um, lack of confidence losing that and I don't mm, want to see this yeah. progress too far to get to that where that becomes a real issue like he finished last year on on such a high like he was coming into this year like he was going to be part of the heart of the order um, and it was just assumed that he was going to do well I want to get him back to that that mindset I think we're, we will be a 10 times better team if that is the case you'd be a good sports psychologist you should go visit with him and and, and coach him up I think I, I would do that I'm not so sure about the the first statement. <laughs> um uh finally had a sighting of big michael pineda uh he looked great yes. in his first start i was i'm 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 still not convinced but i'm a lot more convinced than i was this time last week that's for sure he, you're right you nailed it he did look great both all of physically spiritually emotionally athletically attractive so good you're you're does, big, a big big Mike. I I was unaware of this fascination. Man, he fills out that uh, fills out that old English D uni though, doesn't he? He really does. Large man. I like that. I, you you got to have some some mixture of people. Yeah, definitely. You know, who's the Yankees guy who pitched yesterday and looked like an absolute string bean? And then you have Michael Pineda. It just goes to show that humankind is a diverse rainbow of of beauty isn't it yeah yeah i mean it, it really is i feel like you're mocking by the tone in that voice but i mean it, it really is and that's something that uh something we should appreciate um so 
I mean, I feel like he kind of is what he is. There are going to be games when he's going to be very hittable, but he pounds the strike zone. All the things that normally piss us off, I don't think he's going to do. So I think we're going to be good there. But, I mean, there was a reason that we're paying him what we are paying him. So, you know, four, five. Going to pound out some innings. I mean, everybody was so eager for Granky, and then we couldn't get Granky, and we uh, ended up with Pineda. Maybe Pineda ends up being... For sure, the value play, but oh, maybe even being straight up better. Yeah, definitely. Granky is. I feel like there's more of a cult of personality around Granky at this point in mm. his career than there actually is ability. But you know, yeah. he is a personality. That's for sure. Yes, um, he is. <laughs> I have in my notes that a Willie has appeared. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Why? Why the? Why the skepticism? He was fine. He's thrown what three scoreless innings now. Why oh, Willie the... Peralta. I thought you meant Willie Castro. Oh, oh, Willie oh. Castro is up too. I t- okay, I take that back. Several Willies and have you... appeared. <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah, this is like a yeah, like a bad Zoom call when several <laughs> Willies appear. It's a bad deal. <clears throat> but uh, you're. I thought you were let's leave up. Willie. Let's leave Willie Castro alone. I I I feel like we're both on well on record at this point with our. Um... <laughs> No, let's, yeah. for him. let's talk about Willie Peralta. Dude, the guy's a mensch. The guy's a beast. I love Willie Peralta. Who's yeah. been on the Willie Peralta train the whole time? That guy. I'm pointing at him. It's me. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big Willie lover. Big Willie style is all up in it. Let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped he's back. Like he is one of those, like, show me baseball without showing me baseball. It's Willie Peralta, like. He doesn't super look like an athlete. He just gets the job done. I kind of like that guy. Love Willie. Love Willie. Uh, <laughs> the only other thing I have in my notes to talk about uh, is the health apocalypse. That's all. Um, uh, yeah. Javi Baez, gone. Casey, gone. Matt Manning. On the so the Matt Manning thing, I was I saw was it Hutchinson that replaced him warming up. I'm like, well, maybe they're just doing the the Manning and uh, the Mize and scoobal thing from last year where like mix in a couple short starts that way he can start you know every time out turns out that was not the case which was a super bummer um let's start with let's start with Javi it uh, I guess it's bringing us back to Willie Castro um he's on the 10 yeah. day I feel yeah, like that the little... uh the old Martin Gramatica situation yeah he... that's that's the Javi experience though like he walked it off and then got hurt in an extremely silly way seems right yeah but uh, shows how much we need him, though. I mean, he was <laughs> yes. strong. I mean, I, I was kind of uh, joking about through the first four games, like the games that we won, he directly contributed to both victories. Like, oh, I guess he's a two-war player already. You know, that's not how you do the math, obviously. But um, it's clear how he contributes to the success of the team. Yeah. I th- what did you think when they brought up Willie Castro? Did you think that they were actually going to dip in, uh, bring up your boy, what, Kreidler? Is that is that how we decided that we're saying it? Kreidler, sure, yeah. Um, yeah. He, for- he would have had to have been added to the 40-man, which was obviously the, the drawback to bringing him up. I feel like there was a pretty healthy outcry from Tiger's Twitter when it was, in fact, just calling up Willie Castro. Yeah, it's fine. I mean... What what else are you gonna do? I mean, you can run Harold out there every day. I mean, they have been. 
not every day, obviously, but um, surely it won't be a particularly lengthy stay on the island. I believe they even retroactively dated it. So it's not like, I mean, you don't do that if you don't think that they're coming back in relative short order. But um, Casey Mize, this is the the Uh, big one. He has, uh, for the moment, avoided surgery. Um, I am sending him all of the positive vibes I have, but I am personally deeply concerned at this point i mean listen how often is it that these things get strung along right oh yeah surgery's not needed just some soreness uh some rest and he'll be back it doesn't seem like very often that formula contributes to oh yeah i'm good and fine now i don't know maybe it's just biased but it just seems like when there's some kind of structural issue that there there's almost not enough rest that can be had to sometimes fix that. But I know that's not the science of it, but I'm just talking from a uh, anxiety anecdotal fans perspective for sure. I mean, that is a hundred percent my rationale too. Um, It almost, it seems like it almost never works, but yeah, but let's hope. Let's hope it was just, yeah, boy, something kind of goofy and a little bit of rest will be back. But having him and Manning on the shelf, especially at the same time, is not ideal. Um, sticking with the my my optimism because of retroactive dating, he was placed on it retroactive to April 17th. So, like, um, you know, we're five days away from him being eligible to come off. I think, I mean, obviously, they're going to they're gonna treat him with kid gloves, as they should. Um but I think there's more reason for optimism with him than there is with Mize. Yeah, Manning. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like the – go ahead. You, you scream uh, like you have a, a salient point. Yeah, to my, my eyes are saying, to let me talk. Uh, Andrew Chafin has a relief appearance coming up, I think, last night. I don't even know yeah. how he did, but he's coming back. Uh, he, He'll be, it uh, sounded like he shoved. I think he, I think he threw a, scoreless, okay. a full scoreless inning, yeah. Listen, like if we get some of those pieces back, our bullpen could be really good. Soto, yeah. man, oh Soto, yesterday, I, I you know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna frost my dread. Absolutely. Tips blue. Do you think I should? I I'm looking. I'm should. showing you my hair right now, and I have three or four centimeters worth of hair. I could dye blue. Yeah. I think. I think that what would be so difficult is getting precise to get like the tips and not just go all the way. I think that would right. be a. It looked really good falling over my five head, I think. Yeah, I, I see no downside to this. <laughs> but yes, Soto has been has been amazing. Uh, he uh, Alex Lang is has long been my boy, but he uh, he he saved his butt pretty good last mm-hmm. night. But yeah. that that's the thing: good bullpens have the ability to fight fires like that. We just yeah. are so used to not having that that it seems like such a revelation it looks like when we do. It looks like Fulmer has it too, right? Doesn't yeah. he? Fulmer? Honestly, and bars, what a good like, role for what a good role for uh Fulmer. Right? We're getting we're getting what we can out of him with his approach and stuff. Um to lean on him for a hundred and however many innings as a starter is not as a good a strategy as how we're using him now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean you and can Barnes, only go you said, with yeah, you... Barnes is good. Barnes has been great. Yeah, like with, with Fulmer, you can only get out of him what you can. Like there, like you say, 
putting him in the rotation at this point would never work. We are maximizing the assets. Um, yep. It's not as, you know, quote unquote, valuable as what we thought that we had. Right. But right. that doesn't mean you just run him out there as a starter and continually getting blasted. So, um, yeah, I think that I, I think that people need to, to realize that, like, swallowing the pride and moving to the bullpen, both for him and for the organization, like, I mean, that is that was a big deal. And I think we should, uh, I was going to say we should appreciate, like, neither of them clearly care if we appreciate that or not. But I feel like it gives us a better rounding on the situation if we do. You think Willie will just, Willie Peralta now will just stay in the bullpen? I don't know. Um, Depends how long, Matt. um, Yeah, I mean, it it probably comes down to that. I'm telling you, though, if he he gets himself into the rotation, it might be hard to get him out, which is a good problem to have. But He was so good last year. Yeah. So good. I mean, it's been what this is midway through the second episode, and I haven't mentioned him yet. It's the Fetter effect. It's the Fetter effect. Jacob Barnes. I, I have no reason to believe this other than just blind faith, but it's the Fetter effect. He can, he Chris Fetter. Chris Fetter always looks miserable. He looks like he's having the worst time. Like you just, you you just you know killed his pet or something. He looks like he's just pissed. Do you follow Hello, college Chris, basketball at all? I mean, just the tournament. Do you know who Zach Eady is? The the ginormo yeah. from from yeah, Purdue. Yeah, for Purdue, he yeah, looks yeah. miserable all the time. Uh, I was listening to I can't remember which podcast it was, but they were talking about how he looks like somebody who was told mm-hmm. at seven to eight years old, like you're bigger than everyone. You're just gonna play basketball. You need to deal with it. Like he never has <laughs> yeah. any fun. He's made to be out there because he's seven foot. Nine, he's going through the motions yeah he's like he it's like one of these movies where he really wants to star in a musical or something like that <laughs> but he's got to be he's got to be a basketball player because he's seven eight or whatever he is. <laughs> yes exactly or Edie. Yeah. yeah yeah whatever hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, let's move on to power rankings. Unless you have anything else profound to say about the Tigers. Well, um, we actually are going to continue our Tigers talk today in power. All right. You know, power rankings, I typically tend to bend towards stupid things. (laughs) But today we're going to talk about important, very important things. So I have, inspired by Miggy's pursuit of 3,000 hits, I have the uh, greatest and, shall I say, least great Tigers players of all time. 
Wow. All right. It's a big one. It's a big one. Um, starting at number seven, I have Mr. Justin Verlander. Okay, so this is going to be serious. I thought this was going to still no. find a way to veer ser- silly. No, very, okay. this is very serious. This is Dead business serious. time. Business time. <laughs> business time. And my business socks on. Let's go. Uh, Justin Verlander has the second highest war of any Tigers pitcher all time. Um, now, yeah, he moved on to Houston, but I think that only burnished his legacy as so, you know, uh, it's kind of like Matt Stafford. He moved on and won, won a, um, a title that, that doesn't diminish his authority as a Tigers. Yeah, he great. Ost- I think ostensibly won it. a title for all of us, both in Houston and in yeah. Detroit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I don't need to lay out all the statistics for you, but just suffice it to say that, among all Tigers, he's his stats typically uh, rank second among all pitchers. He was um, obviously we had a front row seat to it he, he, as a uh, him being kind of late where we can all watch him as opposed to some of the guys in the 30s or whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, amazing pitcher. Uh, you know, he's not Phil Coke, but a really, really good pitcher. He's number seven. All right. Uh, number, number six, we have Hank Greenberg, Hank Greenberg, Hank Greenberg was obviously, um, a guy who anchored some really successful Tigers teams and what his statistics are maybe a little bit off the pace, but only because he spent three years serving his country right during wartime, just a, a giant figure in the city of Detroit in history um, the, the story of his, his faith and how that impacted his play and his relationship, all that kind of stuff comes to bear to me. Hank Greenberg is an icon in number six. All right. Thank you. Number five, number five, we have Mr. Miguel Cabrera, right? right. Uh, he, He's going to, you know, he had a couple seasons with the Marlins, but he's going to forever be known as a Tiger. Obviously, he's entering these uh, very exclusive clubs. And, you know, he's obviously lost a step, but he is just a savant when it comes to hitting, right? He, He seems to know just a little bit more than the next guy. And I don't, I don't know if it's instinct or whatever, but um, one of the greatest hitters of our generation and a, the fifth best tiger of all time. It's, it's, it's a, um, it says something about the organization that he can be as low as number five. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, we forget the tigers have been the longest continually playing continually one city, one name franchise in baseball. Right. That gives yeah. us a sense Suck of superiority. Of teams. Yeah. Yeah. Eat it, Cardinals fans. Best fans in baseball, my butt. Let's try Tigers. Okay, number four, we have Hale Newhauser. Hale Newhauser. He was a two-time MVP. You know, we think about Verlander winning the MVP as like, oh, yeah, that's a big deal for a pitcher. Hale Newhauser did it twice. Uh, anchored some very good Tigers teams. Is probably the best Tiger, is the best Tiger pitcher of all time. And a Question. local guy. And uh, I, I don't know if you know this, um, 
but you are significantly older than I am, so you may. Uh, <laughs> was it as big of a deal for a pitcher to win the MVP back then as it is now? Like, is it kind of always been in that same rarefied air? Well, let me tell you, Jordan. I don't know. Okay. I do not know. <laughs> it was worth a shot. I was just curious. Um, let's see. What else can I tell you? Uh, six-time All-Star, 15 seasons. Um, he played his final two seasons in Cleveland. Ugh. Lifetime. It's tough on, on him being in Ohio as it was on fan scene in there. That's rough. Lifetime, 3.07 ERA. A stud. And a native, native Detroiter, native, you know, we think of, well, I'll get there. All right. Hale Newhouser's number four. Number three, I have Charlie Geringer, the mechanical man, top five, second baseman of all time, just a machine anchored to the really good Tigers teams. Um, yeah. A great nickname, the mechanical man. Cause he was just so automatic. Um, you know, he's He's a artifact of history now, right? I mean, nobody has seen Charlie Geringer play. I mean, it's so that kind of diminishes some of it. But um, he was uh, a native of Fowlerville. So and just uh, the 1937 American League MVP, six time all star. He was really, really good. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Number two, uh, Al Kaline. Mr. Tiger, you know, it's, it's funny. We always think of him as Mr. Tiger. Um, he was born in Baltimore, uh, where Garinger and Newhouse are both Michigan people. Anyway, I don't need to explain to you, uh, how good <laughs> and important Al Kaline is for the Tigers. Um, you know, I can cite a bunch of stats, but, um, he's second in all time war for the Tigers, 92.9, a career war, uh, outfielder approach to hitting all the good things uh and a fixture i i, I mean i remember al Kaline yet as a uh an announcer with george cal those were some of the most formative and favorite broadcasts um and i just savored those and even the savor the memory of those now uh, from my childhood so al Kaline, mr tiger uh, yeah, I mean, they don't second. they don't just give away nicknames like Mr. Tiger like that. Right. Th- that in itself kind of sums it up. Yep. Yep. And everybody who's encountered him just said how quality of a, a person he is. And, you know, not that that's everything you can have jerks who can hit and you'll still take them. But it counts for something. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. speaking of jerks <laughs> who can hit number one, who do you got? Let me guess. Is he a racist and likely also a pervert? You know, we have Mr. Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb is by far the best Tiger. He defined a generation of baseball playing. And this is really now a historical study more than it is considering what kind of baseball person he was. It this is this is to fit in its it's contextual thing where he was the most um, energizing and dynamic baseball player in the thirties. He has a lifetime 145 war. He was head and shoulders above almost anybody in his generation. Um, You know, he probably gets the most heat for, you know, being 
racist or being a jerk. And I think a lot of those things are true, but it's been interesting. There's been books written trying to contextualize a little bit of what he was like and who he was. Maybe he wasn't as much of an a-hole as we remember him to be. So a real mixed legacy. There's no questioning that he was and did things that were extremely problematic. Um, But as a icon, not even a Tigers or Detroit icon, as a American cultural icon, he stands head and shoulders above. It is Ty Cobb. Yeah, definitely. I feel like when you think of like old timey baseball players, I think of Babe Ruth Ty and Ty Cobb. And granted, Tigers fan, but still, like yeah. the, that is kind of the emblematic of that era, at least for me. And old Hoss Rayburn, of course. Obviously. Um, I can't believe Bobo Newsome didn't make it into your list. <laughs> Do you sure he uh, was going to sneak in somewhere? Uh, do you know uh, about this statue? Have you? Did you read the statue article in from Lakeland? I took a no, picture of Fly so. Cobb. I like to call him, but the Tigers were gifted a bronze statue, supposedly of Ty Cobb, and it's featured in Joker Marchant. Turns out, and Cody Saberhagen, I think that wrote a big article about it in the Athletic. It's just a cheap Chinese generic knockoff. The supposed sculptor did not sculpt it. It's like from China and it's just a generic face. It it is not Ty Cobb. I can't picture it. It's right as you walk in in Joker Merchant. Like you get your ticket and you go in and there's like a little plaque that says Ty Cobb or whatever. This wasn't commissioned by some sculptor. This is just a generic face and it's and but they feature it there you gotta you gotta read the story from cody it's just yeah i'll go go take a look that is super interesting i yeah i usually go in down like kind of down the third base line so maybe that's why anyway he explains the whole all the provenance of how this thing came to be and all this stuff and it's just a it's all a sham it's just a big lie which is and honestly for weird stuff in a ballpark that makes it even better yeah yeah i think i think they should leave it forever Oh, for sure. Like, this is some cheap generic <laughs> lie cob statue. Okay. Uh, this might be the more entertaining part. We have the worst Tigers of all time. Now, uh, there's a couple ways we could go with this. And first of all, I'm not just going to pick on fringe players, right? Like, you can be bad, get a cup of coffee, have horrible stats. But you know what? You gave it You gave it your best, best shot. I'm not going to pick on you. Um. Also, I'm not going to pick on or I'm not going to think about some of the off field stuff too much. Like that's that seems fair. I mean, are the is the is Ugith Urbina the worst tiger? Well, obviously he set somebody on fire, which is bad. Don't do that. But we're not going to think about that. I mean, you can make a case for guys like Alfredo Simon or Evan Reed or even Delman as just being horrible people but we're going to think about badness in the tigers context in the baseball context all right um so i have for you um i have to pick somebody from the 03 gang that was just really bad <laughs> definitely um, that seems craig fitting. craig puckett third from the right. he sported like a negative 1.6 war that is a hefty negative total and was just bad uh, just bad all around. See, um, first base, third base, 
guy? Is that the right guy I'm thinking yeah, of? Yeah, third base. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, second from the worst I have is, and I'm violating my rule here a little bit, and that is Aubrey Huff. Aubrey That's, Huff. That seems fair. <laughs> oh, I'd, I wish yeah. he was never a Tiger. He didn't, pl- we got him in a trade. He was supposed to really help us push towards the postseason. He wasn't that good, and he was just kind of a jerk. And he's knock on wood. He's kind of faded from view recently. Yes. He? I can't, re- I can't yeah. remember the last time I, right. Yeah. I shouldn't have brought him wood. up, but never come back. Yeah. You know, so number one is probably unfair, but okay. Do you have a guess as to number one? Uh, I really don't. I don't think number one is a little unfair, but it's Juan Gonzalez. Juan okay. Gonzalez. Do you All remember right. Juan Gonzalez? So the story with Juan Gonzalez was they traded a bunch of kids prospects to get him to open up Comerica park. And the the thing is he just had one year left on his deal. Like it was just a one year gig. Now maybe they thought they could resign him or whatever, but he had a mediocre season with the tigers. But, um, all the scorn about kind of how bad they were kind of fell on him. I guess he was a little bit of a jerk and he had actually a reasonable season with the Tigers, but it never really clicked. He was gone the next year. And the big thing is the Tigers wouldn't have lost as many games in 2003 if they hadn't have traded some useful productive pieces for one year of Juan Gonzalez. So he set the franchise back. Uh, uh, you know, many years. And like I said, this isn't particularly fair to him. This was a leadership. This is a front office decision to bring him in. But as far as unhelping, non-helping <laughs> the Tigers, Juan Gonzalez might be the worst Tiger. That's powering. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. I vaguely remember hearing a story about how he didn't want to re-sign with the Tigers because of how deep the fences were. Mm-hmm. Is that does that ring a bell? Was he was he Lynn yeah, before that could Lynn? Be. Yeah, right, had a lot of Lynn energy. He only hit like twenty home runs. I could pull this up if I was a, a and then he went right back to being person. like great after he left, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was right. So it was that kind of one fluke season. Um, that he stumbled and it just happened to be for the Tigers when they're opening Comerica and it was kind of a big, a big deal. So let me look up his numbers here. That's the uh, experience of a Man United fan. Guys are great. They come here. We ruin them for the whatever time they're right. here and then they leave and go be awesome again. Right. So Juan Gonzalez. Um, so... <laughs> In 96, he was the MVP of the league. In 97, he finished ninth in MVP voting. In 98, he was the MVP of the league. In 99, he's 29, finishes 13th in MVP voting. That's when the Tigers trade for him. 2000, they opened Comerica Park. He bats 289 but with 22 home runs only he, this is a guy who's consistently hitting mid forties and home runs only 22 home runs. He's a new setting, 
his batting average is down. This was, you know, um, and no MVP votes, not an all-star, mediocre year. Then he joins Cleveland and he finishes fifth in MVP voting. He hits classic. He hits 35 bombs and bats 325. He turns it right back on. And then he's got a handful more productive seasons. He was an absolute stud with Texas, played good with Cleveland. And then there's this one poo sandwich year where he played for the Tigers and it set the organization back. That's why he's a kind of a villain. And uh, I think the shadow of his badness and presence has grown longer throughout the years i i looked it up and by well modern standards wow that's a pretty productive season but no no it was not good but now he has the shame upon his head forever of being power ranked as the worst tiger ever you gotta wear so it it's it's even you know, i would say gotta wear it take the l take the l. all right uh nothing on the side of the road this week which is really disappointing my favorite time of year to run is spring because you see all of the weird crap that the snow plows <laughs> yes. have like like that's the it's the best but uh pretty pretty uh standard fare but i do want to go back to a twitter question last week because i completely whiffed somebody asked who is the most noteworthy person that we've seen at a ball game and i had no answers i've seen matthew mcconaughey at a ball game oh wow he, all right all right, um, all right. Yeah, like it was uh, he was he was down like on the field and stuff. So it wasn't exactly like we were, you know, broing out in the upper deck, but it was uh, at the old Texas Rangers Stadium. He was, I don't know, doing something on the field. Um, yeah. Oh, so. I saw. Um, well, I saw Craig Monroe a few times. That doesn't really count as a celebrity <laughs> anymore. Um, who was the that's a, that's a man uh, of TV and radio? I don't I don't want to hear you say he's, he's a, not a celebrity. He's a media multimedia. <laughs> I saw him at the. Um, I took my son to a Pistons game. Maybe I told you that. And he was in the, in the shop. Oh, I can't get him some free stuff. Yeah. Get some merch. Uh, Also in the D shop. One time I saw um, Stan Van Gundy at the Tigers. I don't know. Stan being a huge, a huge baseball guy. He kind of has that, that personality. I can see him just being huge. (laughs) That also. Seems Build enough in a wall. Mean, but... Form. We're gonna form a wall. That's my favorite. Stand then. All right. Oh, I, I digress. I saw, I saw uh, Simo on the boardwalk at the the stadium in Bradenton, and he was uh, <laughs> real concerned with like if we took a picture, if it was dra- gonna draw attention to him. I'm like, Simo, like yeah, I think you'll be good. I don't think you're gonna be swapped. Like I'm very. I'm, you're kind of. It was. It was kind of before he took the job at uh, Fox Sports. Yeah. Bally Sports. So he was kind of more of like, uh, oh, he was the what 2006 Lefty. Like it wasn't exactly like he was Simo in capital letters like he is now. Wouldn't that All be right. weird? A weird existence to live in the state of semi celebrity. Wouldn't that be yeah. weird? Like some people are going to come up and be jazzed to know you and can I get a picture and really, and then other people are just be like, hey, how you doing? You know, that has to be weird. Yeah. Wouldn't it? I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Twitter questions. That's a good thing to do. Uh, Twitter questions. I will pull them up and make with the clicky clickies. Okay. Nicholas Wazinski. Speaking of statues, uh, what do you want Miggy's statue to look like? Or are we done with statues around here? 
Well, I think they should commission one and get a real one, not a Chinese knockoff. What do you think Miggy's statue should look like? I think we need to do a little bit better than statues. Like we have, I'm, I'm trying to think like, you know, in center field, that covered area, why, mm-hmm. we should start doing things maybe a little bit more interactive than statues. Like, okay. I'm trying to think of what it could like video. I, I, I'm not exactly sure what I want it to look like, but just like a bronze thing of him doing so like that's like, it tells a story, but like, I don't know. There, it leaves a lot to be desired. Whereas I feel like if you, commission like a really sick video or something like i might tell more of the story i don't know just just floating ideas like zoo or museum style interactive exhibitions like yeah you can have yeah. a little tracer light that shows how fast 100 miles per hour yeah there you go is, or For show sure. like a player's height or wings you know kids would get a kick out of that you yeah. your ideas are good ones um here's a thought why do we not have a plaque monument something to Armando Galarraga because he didn't throw a perfect game he was just a a rando pitcher that was kind of good for a few years you are the most (laughs) blasphemous person no there's that was one of the most amazing moments in Tigers history like they should somewhere down the first baseline have a plaque you know uh you know uh, saying in such a such date, Armando Galarraga did this and show the aftermath and put like a bronze ball or something. They should have that. Yeah, we can we can throw that exhibit in our museum too. Yeah. They should put us in charge. Let us curate the they're they're not using that space. We'll Seems help like them a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but maybe we the Miggy statue has them like appealing to first on his own check swing. <laughs> yes. It'd be definitely <laughs> for sure. But maybe, you know, this is maybe not exciting enough, but to me, he's got that such that classic stance and that quiet, ready to spring stance. Maybe that would be the statue pose. I mean, they are for sure going to make a statue, so we might as well come up with. Yeah, I I agree. It is at least in our circles iconic. Michael Litzner at Litzner asks weather related question. Would you rather sit through a game in the low forties mid April or a game in the low nineties in August? That's a great question. No, it's not. There is an easy, correct answer. I probably would bundle up. Yeah, that is the right answer. Have you ever been like in the lower level where there's some exposure on a mid nineties summer day? Like the the sun is just oppressive. You cannot be out there. Yeah, no I haven't had that experience sunscreen. at Comerica, but we had that at, oh, at Coors this gosh. past summer, and it was. We actually went up. The we had fairly especially. nice, fairly nice seats, and we went up to the upper bowl and just chilled in the in the shade because like it was so oppressive. Yeah, yeah, that heat can just be punishing. I remember one time fashioning a sombrero hat out of the cardboard cup holder that they have you know it's just to try to get out of the the sun a little bit i can picture that for for sure (laughs) i have no pride no pride okay shawnee pat in the hat at shawnee pat asks rate your bow brisky expectations on a scale from jire jurgens to justin verlander 
Love the pod, guys. Thank you, so he's, Johnny Pat. He's we love suggesting you. that Jair Jurgens is the worst modern Tigers pitcher. Well, that's where I was going to have beef with Shawnee. If if uh, Bo Brisky turns into Jair Jurgens, I would be tickled. Yeah, I would be we could trade him for Edgar Renteria. <laughs> he Renteria almost made my villains list because all the expectations, but he, he was fine too. Edgar Renteria, I had to look him up. He was fine. I don't remember him being fine, but he was. Anyway, uh, Jair Jurgens, even in his first year with us, three uh three one record he had an era of 4.7 an era plus of 98 he was league average and serviceable as a 21 year old 21 year old what more do you want jair jurgens was a stud give Am him I wrong some... in thinking that he won the nl era title one year uh could i could, I could be. be making that up he had a 2.96 ERA in 2011 and was an all-star. He finished third in the Rookie of the Year voting in 2008 with Atlanta. I remember big uh, Puka Shell necklace guy. He was very Kurosawian, thus the name Jair Jurgens. Good guy. <laughs> Jair Jurgens was a stud. Listen, Bo Brisky. Um, was a 27th round pick in the 19 draft. Guys that are drafted after round 20 or even after round 15 do not make it to the major leagues, right? This is a spectacular achievement by Mr. Brisky. Risky, yeah. Brisky. Risky, Brisky. Risky, Brisky. Yeah, L- getting literally anything out of him will be a spectacular return on investment. Okay. He could be the most successful bow. He could surpass Burroughs. And I, if he can do that very easily, like, he, <laughs> it would not take much. That's very possible. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, expectations are low, but hopeful. Yeah. So Shawnee Pat, to answer your question, um, lower than the Jurgen scale. Like if he approaches Jurgens, that'd be great. I would not anticipate Justin Verlander, the seventh best Tiger of all time. Well, um, we'll, see. we'll see. This is not a lot of questions today. This is our last question. All about efficiency okay. today. Pizza Slayer at JSlaw0809 asks, who is your all-time Detroit Tigers Mount Rushmore of mustaches? Surely Jack Morris has to be on the list, and he shows a no, picture of Jack I Morris. I don't think so. Just, just out of principle. No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, well, first of all, I have a lot of thoughts on this. First of all, Jack Morris is precipitously falling out of favor with me. I feel I like find that implies him, he was ever in favor. That's true. He's becoming a curmudgeonly grandfather yeah, in, the in the worst kind of ways. Definitely. Why can't we get somebody young who loves baseball and just is excited and wants to have the good things about the modern game and, and loves it? Is we it have we have him? <sighs> we stick him out in right field talking to the weirdos. Johnny's a fine showman, but he's yeah, not I'm a just baseball kidding. guy. No, he is. Listen, why the Tigers have to have the worst broadcasters in baseball? I mean, it can't. I would imagine they're, so. they're horrible. 
they're they're horrible. And I don't want to dog on Matt Shepard all the time. He seems like a, a fine guy, but he's he's not good. He's not good. And he's not the entire problem. Like the other half no. of the booth is always just as bad, just in a different yeah. way. Yep. And I Kurt Kurt Gibson is um I don't want to diminish him because of his health situation and stuff like that. I don't want to step into that territory. But the whole effect of the TV broadcast is lackadaisical and yes, unexciting and bad. I I have worked even harder to pipe in Dan Dickerson and trying to match it on the broadcast because it is exponentially better. Yeah. <clears throat> Dan is like plus plus and they are less yeah well and that's what makes it even so worse because dan's so good now i'm a dan fanboy but anyway um we're we're all dan fanboys he's so good he's so good also what was it with this moment of time with mustaches you had you know magnum pi and what's that guy's name it's coming back We're, we're kind of in that moment again but not the big well maybe the big bushy one would you ever rock a mustache just the mustache? Uh, no, no, I, I can't say you I should, would. I mean, for for the right amount of money, I, I will do virtually anything. But just for my own purposes, no, I'm good. It seems like that was just a real unique moment in time where men felt the need to have a mustache. <laughs> my own my own father in my formative years for a while would just have a this kind of ratty mustache because that was the thing to do. Is he on your Is he on your Mount Rushmore? No. So the big ones that came to mind, uh, Todd Jones. I mean, that oh was, yeah, uh, Leland. Obviously, he is synonymous with cigs and yeah. mustaches. And yeah. the only other one I could think of was Jake Rogers from was that last year, the year before? Oh he was rocking yeah. That. Um, right. Yeah, I went out of my way to not put Jack Morris on on that or any other Mount Rushmore. Okay, so those people who are youngsters who are sporting a mustache, it's a very ironic hipster for sure a self-referential vibe they're not doing it because oh this looks good this is gonna get me the ladies whereas at the that cultural moment it was like the whole porn stash energy it was like yeah this is an attractive look this is gonna make it work for us it's a whole different spirit would you say blaine has a mustache he's got like kind of the mustache and a little bit yeah. of the chin but they don't like the connect, Van which yeah. Uh, look. Sure. Yeah. I guess he's playing some independent ball. Yeah. Sioux City Explorers. There you go. I was uh, looking at their roster. They have a, the year I called the Pittsbitters game, one of the, the Pittsbitters from that year is on his uh, uh, nice. independent team. Small world. Small world. Also, the kid was a hitter for the Pittsbitters and is now a pitcher. So that rarely goes good. Just, he was a heck of a hitter. I'm surprised that that's not the route he wins. But huh. neither here nor there. Um, that was Twitter questions. That's it for today. Thank you, participants. You're yeah. you did you did just fine. You're, it was fine. <laughs> Very not a compliment. <laughs> just they they were. You know, fine. someday we're gonna look back on the stats like Juan Gonzalez or Edgar Renteria. Like we're gonna look at your questions and say, oh, those weren't as bad as I thought they were. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. I am on Twitter and Instagram at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain, and the show is at Podcastianos. Anything else? Any any uh, other you know shade you want to throw at the listeners this week before we get out of here? 
Um, I just want to say to Boone, boo, boo, boo. I feel better now. Thank you. You got it on your system? Yeah. All right. With that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 